Brace yourself. Here's Paul Turon, the Managing Director of Vest Act with the Business Blunders. Before we go into the blunders that you see, a lot of people are contacting me via various means, predominantly through Twitter, to say Paul Turon is an idiot. <laughs> Seven months ago, he said that uh, Celsi would be dead in six months, and as far as we know, Celsi is alive and kicking. Please well, they're kicking. You know where they're built- kicking is kicking their customers in the nuts every day. You know, I do want to preface this by saying that I am a shareholder of Vodacom and MTN. and <laughs> So you've got, there's your vested interest, exactly, yeah. Exactly, but you know, open the lines and ask people what it's like to be a Celsi customer because if it wasn't for the fact that they had Saudi shareholders with incredibly deep pockets, they would have been out of business after six months. But every couple of months, they just send them another check so they can burn it up down here with their lowest network quality, lowest call rate business model. <laughs> Paul Teron has that's his response to those of you who said he blundered seven months ago by calling the death of Celsius. I don't think he's taking it lying down. Franklin Templeton, why are you mocking them? Aren't these the smartest emerging markets investors in the world? Yeah, that's the Mark Mobius man. You know, yeah. the little guy that is bald, he wears white suits and he treks around the world. He lives on a Learjet or, or, or a private jet. He hardly spends a night at home. I don't Fabulous think he has chap. A he's a dreamy optimist about emerging markets. You know, he puts money into places like Nigeria where they fire the central bank chief if he's against them with regard to corruption or Thailand, which has got rioting in Bangkok. But the crowning achievement of the team at Franklin Templeton in recent weeks has been a massive new vote of confidence and enormous investment in Ukrainian sovereign bonds. Isn't Ukraine the place we've just been talking about that's on fire? Yes, exactly. Okay. The place where the police are on top of the building shooting protesters with sniper rifles. You know, it's going well. Kiev is in turmoil. So the bond market there is the bottom has fallen out of it. The rates are, you know, just basically collapsing. And right now it looks terrible. Terrible for their investment. Not going well. There we go. All right. Um, but you know, Bruce, the recipe for chicken mm-hmm. Kiev lightly bread the chicken breast then throw them at the cops and then they'll beat you with rubber gloves and truncheons and then you cook them Paul's are on in trouble we're gonna get us into trouble the swiss air force i didn't know they had one i ah. thought they just had fancy guards in fancy suits <laughs> they do you remember last week they had that boeing 767 from addis ababa flying to rome yes it was hijacked by its own co-pilot the co-pilot decided he wanted political asylum in switzerland so he told the plane Flying to Geneva, it was an overnight flight. So at 4 a.m., right, the plane starts sending hijacker distress signals, which is no laughing matter, and is heading for Swiss airspace. But the Swiss Air Force, which is very well equipped with all the latest jets, not available. Why? Because they don't work on weekends (laughs) or after hours. And it's not because they're poor. They're just sensible. They don't like to overspend. So there you go, Switzerland, where even the poor people have Swiss bank accounts. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> it's a fabulous story. Um, like there are guys who are getting pizza vouchers uh, when an oil well explodes near their town. I don't know this one. This is Bobtown, Pennsylvania, in the United Lovely. States of America. So there's a Chevron. That's the people who own Caltech's in this country. Big, huge, enormous global corporation. They got a fracking well just outside Bobtown in Pennsylvania. But anyway, Tuesday morning, just before school, a massive explosion, enormous rocking explosion. Blast of flames and a roaring high gas pressure. It took them five days to put out. Apparently it sounded like a jet engine going off behind your house. But anyway, Chevron decided, like all good corporate citizens, to get out ahead of the crisis. Right. So they hand-delivered, Bruce. They didn't use like an impersonal, you know, through the mail. They hand-delivered letters saying, Dear resident, 
We apologize for the inconvenience. We are enclosing in compensation a voucher for a combo meal at the local pizza restaurant. One large pizza and a two-liter Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Except the pizza place has been blown up. No, no, no. The pizza place is there. But, you know, I just think this is magnificent corporate IR. Mm-hmm. Chevron's profits last year, $21 billion <laughs> for your inconvenience, <laughs> one pizza and a two-liter Coke. But notice the combo option, you have to take them together. You can't buy them separately. No, you can't. Most certainly not. You're not criticizing Mark Zuckerberg for buying WhatsApp, are you? Look, the youth of today, they've just got no sense of the value of money anymore, <laughs> Bruce. $19 billion for WhatsApp. So you get the predictable jokes like, <laughs> Michael Zuckerberg paid $19 billion for WhatsApp. What a dumbass. Doesn't he know you can download it for free? What of the top-rated comedian on Twitter who said, I just took a dump. I'm going to wait before I flush in case the Zuck wants to offer me a billion dollars for it. <laughs> but you know what? To those critics, what I would say is, you know what? He's Mark Zuckerberg, and you're downloading free apps. You're the one that knows nothing about what instant messaging is worth. His personal worth is $33 billion. He knows what's worth and what's not. And you know what? And if it's not worth it, it doesn't matter because he's got a lot more money where that came from. Exactly right. And then my favorite story of the week. I mean, we've all been in that position where you put money into the vending machine, and then the chocolate or the packet of chips just goes, and then it hangs on the last little thread of paper, and it just won't drop. Yeah, no, so what exactly. do you do? You shake it, don't you? And the guy's been fired for doing that. Yes, this is a big shout-out from all of us here in South Africa to Robert McKevitt of Spirit Lake in Iowa, the United States. He's working the night shift at a place called Polaris Industries, takes a break for a snack, puts in a $1 note to the vending machine for a Twix bar, okay? And then he watches in horror as the worm winches it forwards and then it stops. So he put in a second dollar. Nope. Started banging up the machine, tilted it, still nothing. So he goes back to his workstation, commandeers a two-ton forklift truck, (laughs) comes back, lifts up the machine, a meter off the ground, drops it from that height six times, and takes out his three snicker bars. Anyway, fired. But vending machines, there you go. Do you know they're putting nutrition information on vending machines now? (laughs) Apparently at the bottom it says the healthiest option is don't put any money in, rather suck the coins. There we go. Paul's are on the MDFS Act with the business blunders. Yeah, on the money show.